This episode contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women are my business and my hobby. Nobody tells me what to do or who to do it with. They're bold and they're beautiful. He uses women. He's a taker who wants what he can't have, and he doesn't care who gets hurt. Don't miss it this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first bonus vintage episode. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am here with my new co-host, the lovely and very funny Chelsea. You guys know her as Chelsea S. or Speaks All Day. Thank you so much for being on the show and doing this with me, Miss Chelsea. Hey, Bambi, listeners, watchers, all the above. Hope you're enjoying your quarantine. Is it really bad where you are? Um. Well, if you watch the news, yes, it is horrible. We're dying in the streets. Uh, <laughs> the sky is on fire. Don't drink the water. I don't know. No, it's honestly, um, no, it's it's not that bad. I am still working one of my jobs. Um, because it is in the medical field. No, I don't deal with fluids. I do billing. So yes, everyone hates me. So I'm still doing that. The freeways are super clear. Um, lunch is kind of a hassle, but besides that, not much around here. Everyone's still quarantined or not? Uh, yes, we are still in quarantine and we are ordered to wear masks. Um, whenever we're out in public, um, all the stores are doing the six foot rule. Our Wally worlds, um, are only allowing certain amount of people in at a time. Yet Target, free to roam like cattle. So I kind of been hanging out a lot in Target. (laughs) (laughs) We have quarantine here. We did have a curfew and they just lifted that. Wow. No, I'm in SoCal. In the Inland Empire, we didn't have a curfew. It just really depends on where you're at here. Like, I don't want to say it's an economic thing, but I have noticed uh, certain areas are very much more concerned than other areas. Yeah, we're going to look back someday and be like, whoa, that was crazy. (laughs) We lived through that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I know, right? So I work from home Although my job's on hold right now, but I'm honestly at home a lot anyway. So it didn't bother me as much as a lot of people. I know some people are like, oh my gosh, pulling their hair out. I guess it's cabin fever or whatever, but I'm kind of used to it because I work at home anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the cabin fever camp. Um, I'm used to working at least 70 hours a week out of my home. (laughs) With a lot of social interaction in one of the jobs, and then just I'm a social person, so it has been a. Ooh, <laughs> I I was happy for about two days because I really did need a vacation. <laughs> I don't I can't even tell you the last time I had a day off, but like that lasted for all about three days, and then I was like, I can't do this. I'm losing my mind, and luckily by then my office job reopened. So I have that small outlet, but even that, I mean, we're separated. I'm typing on a computer. I'm not really, I'm not having that social that I normally have. My poor boyfriend, he's probably going to be deaf in one ear by the end of this because he's gonna, just going to talk it right off his face. 
Well, and he's in school right now, so um, he's going to school to uh, be a neurodiagnostic where they do the EKGs and stuff on your brain. And um, luckily, <laughs> during the shutdown, the mod he's in right now is sleep studies. <laughs> so it's not a very crucial mod to be trapped. So he's just going to school online right now. So I come home and I'm like, la, 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 la. And he's like, uh, I walked the dog. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I do. I will do that too because uh, we don't have kids or anything. So, like, as soon as my husband gets up, I'll be like, like telling him a million things. And he's like, wait, I got to wake up first. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, our poor little furry man. <sighs> what are we going to do? I know, right? But what we do have is. Unlimited B&B, old school. All right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Woo! What we decided to do was go ahead and cover the very first week. The Bold and the Beautiful came out March 23rd, 1987. I was having a good laugh at the hair and the clothes and something else that I noted, and I know that you noticed it, is the overacting oh is that just me (laughs) but you know what was a little less than the than the newer season i noticed they dramatic stare was not as long i feel (laughs) i i don't know what happened i was was gonna i was thinking there was gonna be like minutes of just stare but they kind of moved on quick with the stare but yeah there was definite like pronunciation and quick turns like yeah oh and that soft lens oh that soft lens (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought it was so funny though because compared to now the Mm. acting was totally different than they do it now wow I was like dude bring it down a notch it was especially the detective Mine was the Thorn character. Oh, my goodness. It's like, come on, bro. Are you or not? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's so dramatic. It's almost like a, cart- a cartoon. Yeah. Thorn was definitely giving me, like, I know his character is a nice guy, but, like, the look was giving me, like, 80s high school bully, like, Biff character. I don't know. Just, I don't know. The, come on. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was. I said, luckily in the 80s, like, I was I was pretty young. I'm going to say I was alive. I'm not going to say how many digits I was in the 80s, but I was alive. <laughs> um, I don't remember a lot of it. So I'm more of a remembering from the 90s. But, yeah, this kind of re- – this gave me some flashes of things that I was like, oh, oh, the youth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. In the 80s, I I was small, so I don't remember that much until, like, the 90s when I I was a little bit older. So the same for me. But I had a – I have an older sister, and I definitely remember the hair. Man, she had some tall hair. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Everyone was, like, three inches taller. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe the population isn't shrinking. It's our hair got flat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? That's a good point. So I guess we'll get into it now, but we do need to explain a couple things. One, there's a character that that we're going to meet 
And his name is Bill Spencer, but he's senior. He's Bill Spencer Senior. So he's not our dollar bill. He's our dollar bill's father. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. So he's like, um, thousand bill. <laughs> yeah, really. Fifty dollar bill. I don't know. Hundred dollar bill. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, that his character definitely threw me for a loop for for a few minutes there because I was definitely trying to connect him to our bill and it was not our bill and yeah, egg all over my face. <laughs> and then the other character that might be a little confusing is Caroline Spencer. She is Bill Spencer Senior's daughter. Okay, so she's like Caroline Spencer Sr. <laughs> but she's the original Caroline. Yes. And the Caroline that we all know and love that died from the blood clot, that is her niece. It's the namesake Caroline. Yes, exactly. Here, Here's something very confusing. The actress, I think her name was Joanna Johnson. She played... Caroline Spencer that we're going to talk about today. She also played Karen. I don't know if you remember when Karen came on, which is the Caroline Spencer we know. It's her her mother is Karen. So they're twin sisters and she played both characters. So when I first saw her, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> But then I realized, oh, okay, I, re- I had to look it up. They're twin sisters. Are you telling me we have a separated at birth twin situation? We do. We do. <gasps> or is one an angel and one a devil? Maybe. Ooh. I don't even know. <laughs> because this Caroline is like, is like hope. Like, yeah. Christine, porcelain, perfect, angel, doesn't do bad things type of girl. So I'm like, if she has a separated twin, she has to be evil. Yeah. She's like Hope Tom's a million, I think. Mm-hmm. And she seems yeah, yeah. very, very, very straight-laced. Mm-hmm. That's how she came across. And then um, there's some more characters that you probably are not familiar with that we'll go over as we go through it. Some of them you already know, so that won't be an issue. And um, a few of them are originals that are still on there now, which is cool. Okay, so are you ready to get into episode one? I'm grabbing my Aquanet, revving up the DeLorean. Let's go to 1987. So, episode one, and this is our bonus vintage episode, season one, episode one, 1987, the show opens in the design office, and I assume it's the executive office, because it doesn't look that different than it does now, and it's kind of dark, and we see someone's, like, flipping through sketches, and the camera pans up on dramatic, and it's Ridge. Well, basically, they're having a fashion show, like, as we speak. So, Ridge goes backstage, 
And Eric's back there and he's getting everything ready. He's, you know, buzzing around. Everyone's buzzing all around. And you can tell that Ridge feels like some kind of way, right? Like immediately I could tell he's not, he's not happy about this for whatever reason. There is instantly a vibe. The eyes he's giving young, hot Eric, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, I understand now. I understand. I understand. But, yeah, Ridge is giving him the side eye. Eric, by the way, is an original. He's still the same actor. And here's a side note that you might not know. The original Ridge is Ron Moss. And and when the show started, they're only a few years apart. They're only, like, I don't know, a couple, two, three Four years apart. So they had to dye Eric's hair gray to make him look older. I was going to say, like, our Ridge now looks younger than the guy that played him in the first episode. Yeah. I'm, yeah. They, they uh, you know how they normally age progress? This time they... They Benjamin buttoned us hard. Yeah. So Ridge is just standing there. He's giving Eric the side eye. And your favorite, Thorn, walks over. And Thorn is all excited and happy. And he thinks, you know, Eric is their dad. So we learn that. And he thinks, oh, Eric's the best. And this is his best work. And, of course, Ridge does not agree. He's not happy with the line. One thing that I notice is a thread through this whole week is that Ridge is kind of a creep. Like, he's kind of an asshole. (laughs) The first episode, and within the first, like, couple minutes, they establish dark hair is mean, light hair is nice. Thorn has blonde hair, and he's all happy, la-la, and Ridge is the dark-haired one, and he's all brooding and angry and just, like, slightly perverted. Um, (laughs) It was the 80s, so it is, I have to remind myself, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Um, what I what I wrote down was uh, he said it needs more sex. <laughs> yes, I know. And then he says his exact words. He says that the line doesn't turn him on. And I was like, ew, weird. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, and what's crazy is honestly the first dress, the very first dress that they showed in the pan out, I actually was like, oh, I'd actually wear that one. And then it kind of got weird for a second. But uh, like, I was just like, what? <laughs> We're really trying to establish that um, Ridge is a playboy. Right. So in this conversation with Ridge and Thorne, we do learn that Ridge is the vice president. And he definitely has some negative feelings towards Eric. And we also learn it's the fall winter collection. I don't know why I added that. I don't (laughs) know that's an important detail, but I wrote it down. And basically, Thorne was like, you just want Dad Eric to fail. Like, you're just waiting for him to fail. I guess they're implying that Ridge wants to take over. There's major tension between these two brothers also. Yeah, like Ridge, like in that moment, he totally does like a pissing contest show of dominance because 
while he's talking to Thorne, he sees Eric, like, you know, adjusting and speaking to a model. And he literally is like, is dad banging her, you know, like, is dad with her? And Thorne's like, no. And then Ridge goes over there and kisses her. And I'm just like, okay, okay, just <laughs> got to piss on your territory. I see you, Ridge. I see you. Yeah, and then you can tell that Ridge just irritates the crap out of Thorne. You can just see it. Yeah. When when they're talking. So then Ridge gets a call from Caroline. When this happened, I assumed it was his girlfriend. I wrote down girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They make plans for a date. And I noticed something that I thought was very telling. She says, I love you to him before they hang up. But he does not say it back. Yeah, he totally, re- he totally played that off. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So then we go... Across the room, and Eric, Thorne, and Margot. So let me explain who Margot is. Margot McLean Lindley. She mm-hmm. is Eric's loyal personal assistant. Noted, she is a brunette. She is a brunette. And I got vibes from her immediately that she mm-hmm. likes Eric or has feelings for him. Yes. So Eric, Margo, and Thorne are talking, and basically what all that happens is that Thorne lies to Eric and says that him and Ridge love the line. They think it's his best work, and he believes him. He probably doesn't think his, his other son's, like, you know, talking smack behind his back. A complete But I don't know, because, again, we don't know the dynamics just yet. It's the first episode. <laughs> yeah. He wants to believe it is what it is, but he knows. Because he questions him on it later, so I'm pretty sure he knows. He he has a sense that Thorne might be sugarcoating. Yeah. Ridge gets a call from Bill Spencer Sr. So we're back in the office. And Bill wants to talk about his daughter Caroline. And he says, I'm headed over. He doesn't really give him a choice. He just says, I'm on my way over. Okay, now we're going to take a trip to the valley. We are going to head over to the Logan's house. Like, totally hop in. You know what? I wonder why they don't talk like that. Maybe they thought that would be too much. Because they're too bougie. It's bold and beautiful. Like, they're like, mm, fabulous. Mm, glamour. True. But the Logan house, there's definitely a difference. Like, when you go to the Logan house, you can tell they're not super rich. You know, like, their house is more, like, normal people house. (laughs) Their house is something you would see on TGIF. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it just looks like a sitcom house. Like, it's, it's okay, but it's not, like, it's obviously not the Forrester Mansion. True. So we see Katie, and now this is a teenage Katie, same character, just different actress, and she is looking in the mirror, and she's very self-conscious about how she looks, right? They made they made it a point for us to get that. She yes. is not happy with the way she looks, and she has acne, yes. so kind of a basic teenager, right? <laughs> Pretty much. So then Brooke busts through the door, and she slams it and locks it. And she's wearing, like, did you notice she's wearing, like, a, to me, it looks like a jean dress. 
or like a dress that's supposed to look like a jean dress. It was definitely 80s. Yeah, it was like picture someone wearing like like a fake jean like men's looking type shirt with like a white tank top and like tan shorts underneath. Like it would be that type of material. You know what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, Brooke is so pretty. Like she's still pretty now. Don't, please don't everybody get mad at me. I'm not saying she's not pretty, but she was very pretty. She looks, she doesn't look that different to me. You know, some people like when they're younger and if they get like a lot of Botox and stuff, they kind of look different. She didn't look that different to me. What do you think? Uh, no, she was, she was a hottie. Like she was very pretty. She had the fluffy bangs. If I was Katie and my older sister looked like that, I would have some issues too. I'm just saying she was hot. If that, that is a good point. I would be self-conscious too. Yeah. So then Brooke comes in the house and her clothes are all ripped and she's obviously very upset. She's got a bruise on her face and she looks like she's in shock, right? And she looks kind of beat up. Yeah. So before she can even say anything, the doorbell rings and it's Dave. Now, Dave is the local policeman slash detective, and he is a blonde, so he's on the good team, of course. Did you notice that? Yes. Definitely looks like a typical, um, I don't know, kind of like a beachy dad. Yeah, like a surfer or like a, yeah, exactly. I was going to say a Ken doll. <laughs> Yeah, like he, he has would, that kind of look. He would definitely have one of those jackets. What were they called? Um, oh, he looks like he would own a members-only jacket. That is so true. <laughs> In multiple like fabrics and colors, he has the yeah, members-only. Definitely, and he he has uh, the feathered hair too. All that volume back then. Mm. I know, right? She asked him the same question I was thinking: is like. Uh, how did you find out so fast? She like literally just got home. Right. But he tells her that someone in her class actually saw it happen and reported it. And he just went straight to see her, I guess. Yeah. So she sends Katie upstairs, I guess, because she's young and doesn't want her involved. And now we finally learn what happened. Brooke was at her college class, and she left campus, and she was on her way home. She ran into this guy. Well, she saw a blue van, and then she ran into this guy, and he asked her for directions. Mm -hmm. When she tried to help him, the back doors of the van opened up, and two guys tried to drag her into the van. She managed to kick one in the balls or privates, whatever you want to call it. And people were walking around at this point, I guess, because, you know, other classes were getting out. And she started screaming, and people noticed. And so they freaked out. They got spooked, and they drove. They threw her out and drove away. Yes. And the cops are looking for these guys. And um, Dave wants her to go to the police station and look at mugshots. And she's extremely upset, like in shock, I think. Yeah, she was very much like, no, it's over now. I just want to put it behind me, so on. 
Yeah, yeah. At first, she was she was not wanting to help or go look at the pictures, but inevitably she will. Now we go back to the fashion show, and we get some information. So in this conversation, we're at the fashion show. We're with Eric and Ridge now. And we do learn a few things. So we learn Eric's been designing for over 20 years. And he figures out real quick that Ridge doesn't like the line. And he's kind of upset about it. He wants more sexy. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He he says again that he likes to be turned on by women. And I'm like, ew, that's so cringy. Like, don't. That's a weird thing to say to your father. Yeah, but Eric, great. He Eric dropped some knowledge on him about how you treat a woman. Yes, I loved that part. Because Eric does. He tells him, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And you need to grow up. <laughs> and it's about what women want. Because they buy the clothes. And I'm like, duh. You tell him. <laughs> I, I really didn't like Ridge this week. Like, watching no. this, I was like, ew. I know. And I fell in love with Eric. I'm like, all right, make me wife number 47. Screw it. Line me up. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I love Eric anyway. I think he's just, I don't know. I just love him. Yeah. And overall, Ridge was pretty rude to Eric, which yeah. I was like, that is so, like, how about having respect for your dad? Yeah, no. Ridge is definitely coming across as a spoiled little pervert. Yeah, and then we wonder how he had a son like Thomas. Well, I, I'm starting to see now. <laughs> right? Literally, like, this is Thomas 3.0 or pre-Tom. Like, yeah, he's definitely his dad. Yeah, exactly. Eric gets aggravated. He walks off, and Bill Spencer arrives. Bill Spencer Sr. arrives to talk to Ridge. Mm-hmm. And... He comes across, I, I couldn't decide what I thought about Bill. Because, really, he's just trying to protect his daughter. Uh, you know, but it's the way he's going about it. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know, dude. Well, so, basically, he tells Ridge he does not want him to see his daughter anymore, period. Well, it's good to see that from the very beginning, people were overstepping their bounds and uh, thinking they had control of the, over other people's love life when they do not. <laughs> I know, right? Like, wow, that that was from the beginning, huh? Because that still goes on now. And it still doesn't work now. All it does is push them to that person. Yep. It's just like a teenager, right? The more you say, I don't want you with that boy, or I don't want you to do this, the more they want to do it. Oh, yeah. As soon as he showed up and called him and went there, I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look what it caused. We're getting to that. He heard about Ridge's reputation. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out later how he heard. But he heard that Ridge is no good, basically. And that he's the type that charms women and then just discards them. I want to say it because we have a word now for it. But I don't want to offend anyone. But basically, he's an F boy. You get what I'm saying? He's a duck boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't bother me. I'm married to a sailor. I do curse a lot, but I know some people especially don't like the F word. So 
I'm trying to be somewhat respectful. But I am going to put a warning at the beginning of this <laughs> episode because I'm sure we're going to uh, curse at some point. <laughs> yeah, and then also just the uh, uh the whole Brooke attack thing. People are sensitive. If yeah, you're true. triggered by sexual assaults. Yeah, I'm not making fun of it, guys. Just so you know, I am not making fun of it. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So I put on here a note to ask you, did you you notice that Bill said he only has one child? So during this conversation with Ridge, we do learn that he says he only has one child, which I found so strange. I'm like, what? So I'm not sure what that's about yet. At this point, I still had egg on my face, and I thought it was dollar bill. So I was extremely confused that he even had a daughter. So, (laughs) Well, it's a good thing we're explaining it then, because you're probably not the only one. So basically, Bill's just trying to protect his daughter, because his daughter is like, like we said, she's like Hope, and he's afraid that Ridge is going to hurt her. Mm Mm-hmm. But he gives an ultimatum, and Ridge apparently is not the right person to give an ultimatum to, because this causes something to happen that he's really going to regret, right? Building. Yep. Typical, typical. Say, don't touch it. He's going to grab it. Right. So a little while later, we go to the Spencer house or mansion, whatever you want to call it. And we're with Caroline and Ridge. Now, Caroline, we explained, she's a good girl. All right? So, Ridge is, like, super charming and also a little creepy. Uh-huh. He tells her he wants to be with her. Like, he wants to have sex with her right now, tonight. And she's like, uh, no, because I'm saving myself for marriage. Like, period. And... Then, out of the blue, he says, well, why don't we get married? And I'm like, okay. That's disgusting. He's disgusting. He was like, ugh. That whole whole scene, I was just like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, just just being so pushy. And so just like, it's been long enough. Don't you like me? Me, me, me." Like, all the typical things. It was disgusting. Yeah, I, I, I'm beginning to think there's reasons why they won't play this. <laughs> right? Because I said, oh, they should play this, the, the, you know, the first week, the first few weeks or whatever, because who knows how long it's going to be before we get new episodes. But yeah, I, I was being nice, but he was being very pushy. Like he really was pushing her to be with him and to have sex with him and, yeah, it was gross. I'm not going to lie. Like, no means no, Ridge. Yeah. You definitely see a difference in the time. Yes. So, I, I think it catches her off guard. They kiss, and then that is how episode one ends. Episode two. We are at the Logan house, and we're with Storm, Katie, and Brooke. I think Brooke leaves... Uh, yes, she left to go look at the mug shots at the police station, um, and Storm lets her use the car, and Katie spills what little tea she had, which was that Brooke came home upset, she was bruised, and that Dave had came 
and now she's leaving. Yes. Thank Which was you. really surprising to me that Katie did not snoop because this would have been like our first crack in the door, but or peek down the step or something. But no, Katie was not was not a snoop. Surprising. When when they sent her upstairs, I just knew she was going to be on the stairs listening. Yeah, I literally wrote down, "Is this our first crack in the door?" And then it didn't happen, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was a crack in the door this week, was there? I don't know. I'm like, wait, when did that start happening? So then we go to Forrester Creations. We're with Eric and Margot. And this is when you realize, okay, Margot really does have a thing for Eric. Because it's kind of obvious. Like her body language and her facial expressions and stuff. I was like, okay, she's like in love with her boss. <laughs> Oh this yeah, is a, I'm in love with my boss situation. Oh yeah, she had the eyes for Eric. She was she was practically drooling. Yeah, all that really happens is they discuss Ridge and how basically he's a big pain in Eric's ass, and you definitely get the feeling that Margot hates Ridge or very much dislikes him and his attitude. Yeah, you could tell in that moment that there's a history there. He probably hit it and did it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. So uh, Eric thanks her for being his loyal assistant and for all her hard work. And he actually asked her to stay with him and have a drink. But surprisingly, she says she can't and she leaves. And I was like, huh, so this is what we have. We have, she's in love with her boss, but she's trying to fight it, right? That's what I got from it. Yeah, that maybe she's trying to come off as, like, she wants him to be the aggressor. She wants him to chase her, because if she goes after him, then she's going to have the reputation. But she wants it. Right, she, she, then she'll be a homewrecker, right? Yeah. That, that's what she would be labeled. Yeah. So now we head to the police station with Brooke and Dave. She's really nervous, but she wants to catch these creeps that attacked her. And we also find out that Dave apparently is head over heels in love with her. And that he's going to be there no matter what. She looks through all the monk shots, but she doesn't find the guys. And then she lets out a little detail that probably was important. I don't know why she didn't tell them the first time, but she tells them that the guys that attacked her said they were coming back for her. And I was like, well, that's kind of an important detail, don't you think? That's a very Brooke thing to do. (laughs) Brooke has never, from the beginning, has never been good about telling a full story. That is true. Okay, so over at Spencer's house, I'm probably going a little bit out of order. Over at Spencer's house with Bill and Margot, Bill apparently acted on the advice from Margot to get rid of Ridge. So basically, this is what happened. Margot tells Bill how horrible Ridge is and that he needs to get Ridge out of Caroline's life immediately. So this is coming from Margot. I said it's Margot, the ghost of Ridge's past. Yeah, I was going to say there's definitely some kind of history there. This is the most that they told us. 
that Margo hooked up with Ridge and she really liked him. And then he, he um, basically just, you know, hit it and quit it, so to speak. And she got hurt. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Bill's love of his life, the lady that he's in love with, died one year ago. And her name was Marion. And now Caroline is all he has. And he's very confident that he's gotten rid of Ridge. <laughs> yeah. I have to laugh at that. Has never, will never work. All right. We're going to head back to the Logan house. Dave and Brooke just arrived home. And Storm demands to know the truth. He's not going to take no for an answer. So basically, Dave has to tell Storm the story again. Everything that happened. What I did note was to, to tell Chelsea, look, they they still do that today where they you know everything, but they feel necessary. It's necessary to retell you everything 20 times. <laughs> I've heard Brooke's story so many times this week. But I I don't know if it was just because of the situation, but I kind of detected a little something between Dave and Storm. I don't know if Storm was just upset because he doesn't know what's going on or if it's just because he's the brother and that's his sister's dude. I don't know. There was something there. Yeah, I wasn't sure. There's some kind of friction. I picked up on that, too. Storm seemed like he didn't like Dave that much. Yeah, I got that vibe. So, of course, Storm freaks out, right? And they ha- they all have to calm him down. And Dave assures him that they're going to work on the case and they'll take care of, of Brooke and blah, blah, blah. And he's trying to make Storm feel better about it. Yeah, they all agree and, not to tell Mom. Yeah. And Storm agrees as well. And then Brooke does a classic 80s moment where she says why do people suck (laughs) (laughs) i know i love that (sighs) so the last scene we go to the forester mansion and when i saw it i was like wow really has not changed that much it is the same like, maybe they got a new couch, but even if they did get a new couch, it's still the white a white couch. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's that Golden Girls, rounded, tan, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of gaudy a little to me. Yeah, it, it took me back. It, it reminded me of many a living room, my grandma's being one of them. Um, but yeah, it was definitely the same set. Forester. So uh, we're at the mansion, the Forrester Mansion, with Eric and Stephanie. And, wow, there's some major tension between these two. Talk oh. about, like, marital problems. Oh, yeah. That's, it's like wow. apparent in, like, the first minute that he, Eric walks in and it's like, wow, these two, do they hate each other? Like, what is happening? I thought, I was like, for a second there, I was like, are they already divorced? And then they get remarried and then divorced again? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric's not happy that she wasn't at the fashion show, for one. And then he says he feels alone and he has needs. 
And I was like, uh oh. Oh, yeah. So immediately, Stephanie wants to know, oh, who's the other woman? And she brings up the ghost of Margot. Yes. And, and he swears that it's not Margot. There's no other woman. He seems like he wants to fix their marriage. And she seemed to me like she was over it. Yeah, she seemed out like she was out. She did. But at the same time, it's like she seemed like she was over it. But then at the same time, she don't want to let him go either. Because she's like, well, who's the other woman? Like, and yeah. I, I was like, I'm confused. Yeah, she's coming across very angry, very, very bitter, very skeptical, paranoid a little bit. But, yeah, she definitely has yeah. an attitude. She is... From from the moment she's on the scene, you see it all over her face. She is upset. And then he is, he he gave the impression, yeah, that he was like, hey, like, I, I need more out of this marriage. And she's like, this is what you got. And I think you're screwing someone else. <laughs> yeah. So it made me think, I wonder, have, has this happened already? Like, the fact that she immediately went to, who's the other woman? It was almost as if, like, well, who's the other woman now? And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe they've been through this already before. Well, you know what they always say is when someone is accusing someone, it's usually because they have a guilty conscience. That's true. So uh, they're fighting back and forth, and Ridge and Caroline walk in, and they interrupt. Yes. And they all get champagne, and Eric and Stephanie's a little confused. So Ridge makes a toast to the future, and they announce that they're engaged, which immediately Stephanie looks very surprised and not very happy about it. No. But, of course, Eric is happy. And then he drops the bomb that they want to get married in two weeks. What's surprising about two weeks is that's actually a long time for the Foresters. I mean, usually it's <laughs> like uh, this Friday or um, tomorrow, two weeks. Like, Yeah, hey. you're right. Usually it's like, oh, by the way, it's Monday. We're getting married Wednesday. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ba- basically, Ridge can't wait to tell Spencer. Like, he makes a point to say he can't wait to go tell Bill Spencer. I'm surprised he didn't go there first. Yeah, I was like, okay, red flag. I literally wrote in my book in all capitals, red flag, girl. (laughs) Because I'm like, okay, wait a minute. He wants her to think that he's so in love with her, but she has no idea that her dad went and talked to him. So it's like, okay. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> he seemed like when he was saying that, when he was like, I'm excited to go tell her dad. Like you could just see like the, ugh, the, the conniving in his face. Like, oh God. Like when someone's going to surprise you, but like, it's like more of a prank than a good surprise where they're like, oh yeah, go in the other room. Go, go. Like that, that look they get on their face. Yeah, Exactly. It made me feel sorry for Caroline because I'm like, 
how awful. Like, don't tell me you're only marrying her so you can have sex with her and you can spite her dad. Like, that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Okay, that brings us into episode three. And the show opens at Spencer's house with Spencer and Mario. Spencer's just worried about how hurt Caroline's going to be when Ridge breaks up with her. And again, they stress, like they make it a point for you to know that Ridge is irresistible to women and that he's a womanizer and he has a bad reputation. They just, they make sure that you know that. Yep. And honestly, a part of me was like, I kind of feel sad for Bill because his wife died and he's just trying to protect his daughter, you know? Yeah. But I have a feeling that he's not such a good guy. (laughs) I don't know why, but I keep getting a feeling like he'll do anything to protect his daughter. Well, he does have dark hair, so, you know. True. Okay, this next part, I'm going to tell you, really bothered me. I was, like, so... Ew, by this part. Caroline and Ridge are in the car. And they're on their way to go see Bill to tell him about the engagement. And Ridge again starts harassing her and pushing her to have sex with him. And he even kind of is like, well, we could, like, we could do it right in the car. And I'm thinking, what a horrible person. Like, no one wants to lose their virginity in a car. Uh, If you did, I am not making fun of you, okay? Mine was not in a fancy hotel or anything like that. But no one wants to lose their virginity in, like, the backseat of a car, you know? No. Like, you're really going to hold out. I mean, I'm assuming they're in their early 20s, even though I'm sorry he looks like he's in his early 40s. (laughs) But they're in their early 20s. If you're going to wait that long and you're proposed to, you really just going to turn around and then give it up in the, in the parking lot? Like, no, no. Yeah. This whole scene was like cringy to me. Yeah, definitely. They're talking and Ridge is like, oh, I wonder how your dad's going to react. And I'm thinking, you already know how he's going to react. Like, you are just playing with this poor girl. Like, you not, he didn't even bother to give her a heads up that her dad came to see him. And he's probably not going to take it well. You know? Yeah. Ridge was being definitely disgusting. And, like, yeah, it's, it is very clear what his plan is. All right. We're going to come back to that. For now, we're going to go over to the Forrester Mansion with Stephanie and Thorne. And I was cracking up. I, I don't know why, but. Thorn just cracks me up. Yeah. Okay, so they're talking about Ridge and Caroline, and Stephanie is telling Thorn the news, and he's shocked. Yeah. Because apparently uh, they barely know each other. They've only been dating for, like, a, a couple weeks or something, or like, a month or something. And Thorn tells Stephanie that Caroline is known to be a really sweet, honest girl, and he's kind of shocked that she would even be with Ridge, which yeah. is what we were thinking, too. <laughs> and then Stephanie says that she thinks she's pregnant. And I just started laughing. I just had to laugh because back then, oh, you know, oh, well, you have to get married because you're pregnant. And I just I was like, oh, that's, that's just funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the quick go-to answer for her. It was just like, yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah, she must be pregnant. Yep. And then what what cracked me up was uh, Thorne said, oh, I hope he didn't mess her up like that. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Basically, she wants Thorne to learn from Ridge instead of fight with him. Um, I love Stephanie because to me, she's one of those people that you love and hate. Like you, you love her sometimes and you hate her sometimes. That's how she was for me. And um, I just loved how she's so, um, like, prim and proper and put together. And she has, you know, these very fancy, like, suits. And her hair's, like, put in a, a perfect, like, updo. <laughs> she has on, like, her pearls and her heels. And, like, I just thought that was uh, funny. Not in this scene particularly, but that's how she looks, you know? Yes. She definitely is the the head of the house. Yes, the matriarch. Matriarch. As they, as they like to call it. Yes. So now we head back to the valley to the Logan house. And the new character you're going to meet is Beth. Beth Logan. She is the mother of all the Logan gang. Storm, Katie, Brooke, and Donna. Let me just say real quick her backstory it's not long. Let me just tell you so you kind of get an idea. Her backstory is that she fell in love with Eric in college. They dated, and he was in love with her, too. Then he got Stephanie pregnant, and that was the end of their love story. So she knows Eric and Stephanie from college. So Miss Prim and Proper Stephanie got pregnant at a wedlock. Once again, people who talk crap and are so against other people usually have a guilty conscience. So that's why she automatically assumed Caroline was pregnant. Glass houses, huh? Yep, yep. Oh, Eric is such a good guy. Damn it. I'm in, am I in love with Eric? Is this happening? <laughs> I know. I know. And he was so handsome, too. Oh, this quarantine girl. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> Now we are at the Logan house, and we introduced Beth. Yes. So I found that so interesting that Beth was in love with Eric, and then eventually, at some point, Brooke marries Eric, which had to have been weird for her mom. But was her mom even still alive then? I think so. I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up when she died. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out, because that would be... Yeah, no, she had to have been dead, because, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, they, you know they like to intermingle and interchange in the oh. same family. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. The only two families in all the lands. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, uh, that just made, okay, like, when I was only thinking of it as, like, okay, Brooke has been with Ridge and Eric, like, ah, uh, she banged his dad, like, uh, it's an older version of him, uh, but now to be like, wait, and he used to be with her mom, so you're hooking up with someone who hooked up with your mom? 
but oh, I mean, I guess it's a double standard, but it just seems more gross that you're hooking up with the same person as your mom. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It does. I know. It's crazy. And then she, I believe she hooked up with Thorne also. I don't remember if they ever got married, but they did hook up. Oh, of course she, I'm sure they had to hook up because wasn't he with Donna? So of course she had to swoop in on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't know if anyone, if, if anyone remembers, but everyone is so, um, like bad mouthing Brooke and they're so like Brooke's horrible and all this. But, uh, Ridge has been with Donna and he has been with Katie. So, Calm down, people. Okay? Like, they're both horrible people. Right? Ridge is not a good person either. They're they're just into free love, you know? They're just a bunch (laughs) of hippies. (laughs) Right? This show should have been in the 70s. I mean, it kind of works. I mean, they've kind of calmed down with that a little bit. But, I mean, nowadays, there's people, you know, threesomes married together. I mean, it's different. Like, they were ahead of their time. (laughs) Yeah, they were. (sighs) You know what's something that surprises me? What? This show is set in Los Angeles. Yeah. And they don't have any gay or lesbian actors or actresses, especially in fashion, you know, like it, that's yeah. so odd to me. Yeah. Like there should have been some assistance or a hairdresser or something to not have any, any, any of that flavor in is surprising. But I think TV in that time, like, what wasn't Ellen the first kiss ever on national TV, and that was not till like the mid nineties. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess it's too soon for the world, but like now, why not now? You know what I mean? Like that's so odd to me. You think now they would? I really wonder what their demographic is now, though. Like maybe, maybe not that much think- younger viewing is into it. Yeah, I don't know. maybe they think it won't go over good. Maybe. Maybe they got some bad ratings during the Maya years. Maybe. I liked Maya. I did, too. That that actually really surprised me. I was like, wait, what? Wow. Yeah, me, too. Oh, yeah, her family, too. I miss her family. They can. They need to I bring thought, them back. Yeah, I thought they were interesting with the, 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 the daughter that was, that was his daughter and the mom didn't know, and then... The whole um, dynamic, you know, of, like, they act like a happy family, but they're really not at all. Yeah. It's so, like, believable because a lot of people are like that, you know? So I liked that. But but they just, they always do that. You know they do that. They'll have, like, they'll have, like, a whole group or they'll have, like, people. And then all of a sudden they're just gone. Yeah, I really thought they were going to do more with the dad's character, like make him more evil and conniving. I thought he was going to pull some scams. Yeah, that would have been cool. But no, maybe they'll be back. Maybe he'll pull scams now. He'll come back and pull some scams. Maybe. So we're at the Logan house. We introduce Beth. Beth is trying to reassure Katie that her medicine's working and that her complexion looks better. But Katie disagrees. She's just basically a moody teenager. She hates the way she looks. Boys don't like her at school. 
Like, you know, that typical thing. If she took yeah. off that dumb yeah. hat, maybe she'd get some, you know, maybe someone to ask for her number. But she looks like a like she's trying to sell someone a newspaper in 1942. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Why... Do they have her dressed like she's from the circus or like she's insane or something? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, why is she dressed like that? I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're doing Katie dirty. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so Brooke comes in and her mom notices the bruises on her face. And she covers by saying that it's her fault because she was careless. But I don't think her mom buys it. Nope. Um, Donna comes in and I was really surprised because I always thought Donna was a blonde, but the original Donna is actually dark haired like Katie. Did you notice that? Yes, that was surprising. So Beth leaves for work and Brooke tells Katie and Donna what happened and how she got the bruises. So again, for what is this, the third or fourth time we hear the story again? Yes. Basically, she just wanted to tell them so they can protect themselves. The very last scene is that we go back to Spencer's house and uh, Ridge and Caroline show up to tell him about the engagement. And Caroline goes in to try to, like, ease her dad into it. Yeah, she's trying to soften that but blow. Yeah, she's very much trying to soften the blow, and she calls Ridge in, and when she leaves to go get drinks for everyone, Spencer is like, what in the hell are you doing here? She's going to pull a Mr. Burns and be like, release the hounds! (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) He was about to go mental, but then she walks back into the room, and um, Ridge grabs her and kisses her, and Spencer is livid like you can just tell he is so mad but he's trying to hold it in because he don't want her to you know know that he's being all you know overprotective father or whatever oh yeah and they tell him that they're engaged and the wedding is in two weeks she loves ridge very very much and all this stuff and she's going on and on and he does say congratulations Uh But you can tell that it's, like, killing him to say it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that's how the episode ends. It was definitely a Wednesday episode because it was very filler. Yeah, absolutely. The next episode, which is a Thursday, was episode four. The show opens with Bill Spencer talking on the phone to Margot, and he's telling her what happened and how he can't believe that Ridge, you know, didn't listen to him, basically. Yeah, there's some ego there. Like, how dare someone not listen to me? What? Yeah, and that that reminded me of our dollar bill. Because I was like, okay. Because he's the same way. He thinks, like, the world revolves around him, and that's just how it should be. Yeah. He knows best. So now we head over to Forrester. Ridge and Thorne have a conversation. Thorne is congratulating Ridge on his engagement, and Ridge acts like he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Like, he, he literally acts like he totally forgot he was engaged. Wow. He literally said, for what? 
He was like, for what? Yes! Like, it happened last night, dude. Thorne was shocked. He was like, uh, Ridge, like, you're getting married. That's a big deal. And Ridge is like, well, don't worry. She's not pregnant. And I'm like, come on, what is happening? (laughs) So Ridge tells him um, about everything that happened with Bill Spencer. And, of course, Thorne immediately is like, Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not only, you're not just marrying her to spite her father, are you? And of yeah. course Ridge is like, oh no, no, of course not. Yeah. I don't believe that. Thorne for sure knows his brother. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was just like, why is he acting like this? Is he, he's that horrible of a person? Like, wow. Yeah, he was not trying to play it off at all. Like, he was, like, very obvious with his plan right now. Like, it was not, he wasn't even trying to pretend. I know. I was like, dude, really? But that just shows you also the other problem with this show. Like, yeah, a lot of people do evil stuff, but then a lot of people know about it and don't do anything about it. Like, Thorn, you... You know that he is doing this for spite. Like, why are you just going to be, like, complacent? Or, yeah, like, complacent with the situation. Like, come on, Thorn. Come on. That is such a good point. That is why I was so mad at Shauna and Quinn. Because they all knew that that Brooke was right and Thomas was psycho. And that he was obsessed with Hope still. And no one said anything. What is wrong with you people? Doing nothing is the same as saying it's okay. Right. I was just thinking, like, is he going to have to literally kill someone else for them to say something? And then I'm like, okay, Thorne, like, I'm getting the vibe that you're kind of lonely. Like, you're a little bit jealous of Ridge because he is a womanizer, so he probably gets a lot of chicks. Probably every chick you've been interested in, he'll swoop them and not even care about them. Like, this is your chance. Be the hero. Go save Caroline. Maybe you could hook up. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? That is a good point. And you're, I'm sure you're right. Like, he probably stopped saying who he was into, period. Like, he probably don't even say anything because Ridge will steal her. Oh, yeah. So, let's see. Okay, now we head over to the Logan house with Storm and Beth. And he wants her to take it easy because apparently she works all the time. All she does is work. Like, Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely setting something up. The way he was just, like, reiterating it and saying it over, like, that this is definitely going to be an issue, that she works so hard, that something, it's not going to be good for her. Which also kind of made me think when she set, mentioned Katie's medication, I'm like, is that what messed up Katie's heart, is her acne medication? Ooh, Maybe. That's a good point. Yeah, whenever they, like, make it a point to mention something, like, twice, the medication, they only said it once. But, like, with her being tired or Storm saying she's working too hard, that's definitely going to be something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's going to get some kind of illness or something. Exhaustion and fall or crash her car. Who knows? So, in this conversation, we do learn a few things. We learn everyone's ages. So Katie's 16, Donna's 18, Brooke is 21, and Storm is 23. So they're pretty close in ages. And we also learn that Storm pretty much hates his father 
because he took off and left them six years ago and has not been back. Yes, that he has a college education and did nothing with it. Yeah. And you can tell that Beth doesn't want him to hate their father. Yeah. There's obviously something going on there. I don't think he took off for no reason, but I I don't know. Also, the other thing is that she tried to press Storm to tell her what was going on with Brooke, but he actually kept dodging it. He Basically, he refused to tell her. Yeah. And that's about all that happened in that scene. Now we head over to the college campus, and I, I don't know why this made me laugh. I don't know why. It's not funny. Like, the situation's not funny or anything, but I think it was just, like, the overacting uh, was just, it was a lot in this scene. It was very after-school special. Like, it took me back, and it was very, those yeah. commercial, those little skits, those little, like, three two, three-minute skits you would see in between television shows where it was like, don't do drugs, don't set off fireworks. Like, yeah, it was very that vibe, the way they were speaking. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So in this scene, Brooke is basically really worried and she's upset. And personally, I think that she's suffering from PTSD because she can't sleep. She keeps seeing their faces. She keeps, like, reliving it, and it's really sad. She feels powerless was what she said, and that's a horrible way to feel. Yeah. So Dave has this bright idea that he wants to use Brooke as bait to catch these guys, and I'm like, whoa, what? And she's really scared. Right? She's like, wait a minute, I don't know. And I'm like, well, that's understandable because I wouldn't be scared. (laughs) Well, he didn't come right out and say it. She had to be like, what's your plan? You want me to be a decoy? Like, she, she, (laughs) he's like, well, that's what I was thinking. But I'm like, okay, well, how would you even know? Like, if you know where to have her be to stage this, I don't know, whatever you're trying to stage, kidnapping, assault whatever if you know where they're gonna be why don't you just go there and arrest them like why do you have to do a whole play to like why do we have to put on a a performance to catch them if you know where they're gonna be or if you know they're gonna follow her you follow her too and just snatch them why does she have to make herself like available (laughs) why does she have to be the bait yeah i don't i guess he i guess he's thinking what are they just gonna follow her everywhere until hope that hopefully one day she runs into them again. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you going to, like, set up, like, set up anything? Like, if you don't know who they are, how do you know they're not, like, out of the damn state? Just because you're going to have her sitting in a park somewhere, they're just going to come out of the woodwork? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I know. I thought this was uh, odd, too, because I was like, wait, how is that going to work? Yeah. It makes me want to keep watching it, though, so that I can see what happens. Yeah, I want to see this sting operation. Yeah, yeah, me too. And let's see, was that, oh, I think we got one more segment, and then uh, this episode's over. So we go back to Spencer's house, and basically Caroline comes downstairs, and they are going to have a little 
argument or discussion about Ridge. Yes. He's trying to be nice and say, like, Ridge is a horrible person without saying it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, we learn that since the mom died, they've become really close. And they, like, really depend on each other. And he really doesn't want her with Ridge. I mean, he's stressing that. He thinks Ridge is a horrible person. And, like, any young girl who's in love, she begs him to give Ridge a chance and at least get to know him. This whole conversation, she just kept calling him daddy. And it was really, (laughs) it was strenuous on my life. (laughs) I love him but daddy I know oh my god I could not I could not yeah she was very much trying to play on his emotions I think as like oh but I'm your little girl yeah but you notice she did get serious she stopped she said dad instead of daddy when he was like telling her I have proof if you need to see it. And she, and she straight up was like, I don't want to see it. Dad. Daddy went out the window and now it's dad when he starts saying that he's going to lay down the facts. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's basically just telling her this is not going to happen. And she puts her foot down and she's like, look, <laughs> I am going to marry him. And he's like, he, does he forbid? I don't know if he exactly forbids it, but he definitely doesn't want this to happen. And she's like, you know what? It is happening, whether you like it or not, whether I have your blessing or I don't have your blessing. But then she hugs him and she's like, but I really want your blessing. (laughs) I have your blessing, right, Dad? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She tried to put her foot down and say, it's happening, whether you like it or not. And then he was like, really? About to get cut off. My MasterCard about to get chopped up. MX Black card about to get chopped up. (laughs) So she hugs him, and you can tell he's really mad. And that's how episode four ends. It was kind of a filler episode, too. We did get to learn a few things about their lives, but it wasn't anything too crazy. All right, so that brings us into Friday, which is episode five. And this episode opens at the Spencer house with Bill and Caroline. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're just continuing the same conversation. She really wants her dad, her daddy, to be on board with the marriage. <laughs> and she has her mind made up. And it doesn't seem like anything he says is going to change it. And she's just begging him to at least give it a chance. Like, give Ridge a chance. Yeah. But he's pretty convinced that Ridge is going to hurt her. And then he gets a phone call. And I was like, this is so Stephanie. Because you know this was Stephanie who did this. But he gets a phone call from Eric. And basically, Eric is inviting himself over. Him and Stephanie to come over and, and meet Bill. He kind of doesn't give him an option. He's like, well, we're going to stop by. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's kind of weird that Eric, Stephanie, and Bill don't already, like, know each other. You're both really rich. Like, L.A. is not a big town. You would think they've crossed before, but okay. 
No, I totally agree. I was kind of surprised, too. Doesn't Bill have, like, the most successful fashion magazine or something? Doesn't he publish? uh, Maybe they didn't do that then. I don't know. Maybe this was pre-fashion magazine. I know they do, like, publications, but the fashion is, like, one of many things, but... So maybe this was pre-them getting into fashion. Yeah, maybe. Okay, now let's head over to Forrester with Stephanie and Ridge. And basically, this is just Stephanie's telling Ridge that they're going to meet Bill Spencer. And did you notice he gets this, like, I don't know exactly what the look is, but he gets a look. And he's like, oh, goody, tell him I said hello. And right then, Stephanie definitely senses that something's up and there's more to this engagement than he's telling them. Yep. Stephanie's got that that spidey sense of tingling. Yeah, and, you know, Ridge is not very good at hiding it either. Because he don't care. It's all a game. He's horrible. He's like a horrible person. I'm beginning to think, and I could be wrong, I don't want to get um, a million hate letters for this but i am beginning to think that ridge may have corrupted brooke like ridge may have turned brooke into the person she is because brooke so far seems very sweet and normal right yeah Yeah. Hmm. but we also haven't seen brooke in a situation where she's not getting the man she wants she's with a man right now doesn't seem like her sisters are dating anyone, so she's okay. True. That is true. <laughs> you got to put her in the situation. <laughs> That's a good point. Now we head over to the Logan house, and basically Donna's worried about Brooke because she can see that Brooke is really worried about something that Dave wants her to do, but she's not sure what it is. Then upstairs... Which, this was very interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Upstairs, Katie is daydreaming about being with some handsome hunk on a magazine cover. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing because I was like, okay. Like, typical teenager daydreaming, I guess. And Storm comes in to check on her. And again, she's extremely upset about her face. She don't like the way she looks. She uh, is self-conscious, and none of the guys or boys like her at school. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I feel sorry for her. It must suck to have two uh, sisters that are, like, models, you know? Right. <sighs> Terrible. And you can tell that her brother wants to do something to help, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we go over to the police station because Brooke has decided that she wants to go through with Dave's plan and she wants to be the bait. And all of a sudden now Dave doesn't want to do it. He he wants to wait until she recovers <laughs> because he's like, oh, no, let's wait until you recover. And she's like, oh, no, no, we're going to do it now. Because I want to catch them now. And they go back and forth over this. And finally he gives in and he agrees to go ahead with the plan. And he tells her that they'll start tomorrow. And I'm like, 
What plan? Right? Like, <laughs> I don't to do for some criminals. Let's go. I just think that, uh, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, do you you really think they're just going to be parked in the same spot? Are you just going to you're just going to go like about your normal routine hoping they're parked there? I don't I don't know. No, they're going to go to the bad side of town. OK, now we go back to the Spencer house and Eric and Stephanie arrive to meet Bill. And this was a strange meeting. Basically, he asked how they feel about the wedding, mm-hmm. and they admit that they're surprised, especially how fast it happened. And then Stephanie consents that he seems to have an issue, so she just asks him, do you have a problem with the wedding? I love it. I love straightforward Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. But did you notice that Spencer tried to dodge the question? Yeah. He doesn't actually ever answer it exactly. The only thing he does say, and this was so ominous, because he says, I just want Caroline's wedding day to be a day she won't forget. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think he means that in a good way. Mm. So, of course, because it's Stephanie, she basically tells them the wedding's going to be at their house. And he, he agrees. You know, he's like, oh, okay. And he cuts the meeting short and kind of kicks them out. Did you notice that? Well, it's because Stephanie just flexed on him. She just was straight up, asked him the question, and then told him, like, the ceremony's coming here. So she was showing Alpha, so he had to Alpha back. So he was like, okay, I'm ending this. You go now. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a really good point. So back at Forrester Creations, Once again, we get a creepy Ridge. So Caroline has stopped by to see Ridge, and they start making out on the desk. And he asked her, you sure you don't want to, you know, do it? And I'm like, dude. And then he asked her, oh, how did your father take the news? Ew. I know. I was like, he is a horrible person. Like, he's lying to her. He's. This is not good. Okay, if I physically can't get off right now, I need you to, like, mentally get me off by telling me I made your dad mad. Like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I really don't like him. <laughs> so Caroline tells him, look, you know, my dad's protective. Don't worry. Like, I talked to him, and it'll be okay. And this whole interaction between these two the main thing that I thought was okay wow he's doing this just to get at her dad like he's doing this to get back at her dad and so that he can have sex with her and I'm like this is bad and what's kind of crazy about it is like okay if Stephanie and Eric don't really know who Bill is how does Ridge already have so much disdain and hate for bill like what do like where's the backstory on that they just instantly hated each other like to the point where you want to like destroy his daughter emotionally just to like get at him like yet he hasn't like did he run over his dog like what where is this coming from (laughs) yeah since we didn't get any backstory 
on those two. All I I guess Spencer going there to Forrester and telling Ridge, you're not going to be with my daughter, period. I guess that is supposed to be what enrages Ridge. Like, really? With his reputation, you would think that that's not the first guy or the first father that's ever told Ridge that, right? Father, husband, brother, neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The the hate, the automatic hate right there, the level of it is it's kind of extreme. It is. Now I really do want to keep watching this because it's like, I need to know what happens now. See, this show is addictive. Yep. You can't help yourself. You become an addict and you don't even realize it. Yep. I mean, I hate this show and I watch it. I know I definitely have a love hate relationship with the show for sure because sometimes it just infuriates me and then other times I'm like oh I love the show (laughs) yeah all right let's finish this episode because I do have a couple questions (laughs) because I want to get your opinion on something okie dokie and there's only there's only two scenes left okay So we talked about Caroline stopping by to see Ridge and how that disgusts us. And now the next scene is at the Logan house. Storm is talking to Donna. He wants to hook Katie up with a guy to make her feel better, like to make her have more Uh self-esteem. And um, Donna was unsure if that, she, she seemed like she was unsure about it. Like she didn't know if it was really a great idea to do that. Yeah. And then of course they start talking about Brooke and Donna reveals that Brooke is doing something for Dave that made her very nervous and Storm freaks out. He takes off because obviously he's got an idea of what it might be, I guess, and he doesn't like it. So he's mad and he storms out. Oh, is that how he got his name? <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder where his name came from. But this isn't his name. Steven. I don't know. Oh, but maybe he doesn't want to go by his dad's name because he hates him. Yeah, he hates his dad, so yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, but typical Donna. Donna always is nervous over plans. Even with, well, they hardly show her nowadays, but when they do, she's always the one who's like, I don't know about this, guys. And they're like, ah, shut up, Donna, we're doing it. Like, I know. She's always like all nervous and like, well, maybe this is not such a good idea. And they're like, it is. Stop. Like, really, Donna? And then it's, okay. And then it's not. It's never a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So let's see. Okay. Then that brings us to the last scene, and we're back at Spencer's house. At least I think it's his house. And he's on the phone, and basically what we learn is that he's not going to let this wedding thing just happen without some trouble. So he's on the phone, and he hires a private investigator to dig up any dirt and all dirt that he can find on Ridge. He wants to know everything. He mentions that he hopes he's wrong about Ridge, but he does not think he is. And that is how episode five ends. Did I miss anything? 
guess that the detective had an amazing name, Conway Weston. Like, perfect. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I missed that. He's got a he's got a great name. That's a detective name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, it is for sure. So overall, what did you think about the first week? Well, it gave me 90210 flashbacks, but <laughs> it was good. I'm digging it. I'm in. I'm I'm double in now. I'm in new and I'm now I have to watch the old. I have too many questions. I need to know how how they connect these dots. How did we get from here to where we are today? <laughs> I know. Now that I've watched it, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to find out what is happening. I know. And apparently, I'm into older men. <gasps> what happened? <laughs> well, in your defense, he was he looks way younger. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, my my boyfriend is seven years younger than me. I thought I was... You know, I thought I was on that train of life. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently I'm I'm going for them silver foxes. Quarantine has done something to me. You went from uh, the cougar to the kitten. Yeah. <laughs> the cougar to the kitten. So like, yeah. And then what do, what do we call him? A hundred dollar bill. Um, he definitely reminds me of the dad from um, Growing Pains. Except for evil. <laughs> like, Alan Thick was yeah. nice. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I agree. There's definitely some uh, Alan Thick vibes. Yes, yes, yes. Ridge is gross and needs to be on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. Stephanie definitely is the queen. She showed dominance right out the gate. She made it known. She runs She runs it. And, yeah, all the other characters, I mean, I feel bad for the ghost of Margot. I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot of her haunting the halls. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in. What else do we have to watch, you know? Netflix is going to crash any day now. I got to do something. <laughs> I know. So, um... Then if you're game, we will do this again and we will cover week two. So everyone go on YouTube. You know what? Even to make it more easy, I'll look it up and I'll put a link in the show notes of this episode to try to help you find it. Because like Chelsea said, you know what? I don't know if we were recording when you said it. So I'm going to re-say it. She had a hard time finding episode five, right? Yeah. yeah, on some of the playlists, it's been deleted and or not there at all. You have to kind of dig. Yeah, so some of them you may have to dig a little bit. I actually found episode five on uh, on a video that had two episodes together. So do what you can. I'll put a link, though, to help you guys find it. And we will be back to cover week two. Is that is that work for you, Chelsea? Let me check my empty schedule. Mm, Works for me. I had to get one doing nothing quarantine joke. I had to do one. Okay, I'm done, people. I won't remind you no more. She had to get it out. (laughs) Was that a non meant pun? She had to get out. (laughs) I didn't even realize it. (laughs) 
So, pun not intended, huh? Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we finished that, my opinion was that I really, I had a lot of laughs. I thought that it was pretty interesting, and I want to continue watching it. And now we're going to move on. I'm just going to ask you a few questions about what's happened recently, like now. Okay. Like, I just have to bring this up. When did you see the very last episode? Yeah. When the one they ran out and that was the last one? Yeah. When Wyatt walked in the door, okay, mm-hmm. what did he see? What do you think he saw? I mean, he's... Because let me just say, okay, let me just say, with this show, it's usually one of two ways. Either they're going to drag the story out for too long, and everyone's going to be mad, or they don't drag the story enough. Like, sometimes I get mad because they'll start a really cool storyline, but then immediately they end it. Or immediately it comes out and you're like, now see, that would have been a good storyline to keep going. <laughs> right. And it's like, sometimes it's like, you think people see things like you would think right now, Wyatt would know what the hell is going on. But then it's like, he doesn't. So you're like, what? Like, did you not see? Like, cause I feel like he's seen her standing there. Like, how is this not clicking? I was really surprised that Flo found out so soon. Yeah. Like, to me, the whole point of the story is for Sally to get Wyatt to fall in love with her again. Yeah. Well, if you've already, like, it's only been, like, two weeks, and if you've already exposed Sally, now what? Like, now we're, so I don't know if he walked in and saw Sally on the floor and everything messed up and thinks, oh, no, she fell. Or if they didn't get her in the room in time and he sees all three of them, you know, or them two, the doctor and Sally dragging a flow into the bedroom. I really don't know because you never know which way they're going. Yeah. Um, I think, well, and then, okay, I think if quarantine wasn't happening, they might drag it, they might have dragged it out longer, but I think because the quarantine thing, I think they're going to cut it off pretty quick once it comes back. Think so? I think so. I mean, who knows? Like, does that, like, have we done some investigating? Does the person who plays Sally, is she in something else? Like, why are they trying to get rid of her? I haven't heard anything about her leaving or anything. Because I really, like, if it, when it all comes out, she can't stick around. Like, I know, that's what I'm worried about. It's like, I, Sally's one of my favorite characters. And even though they have turned her bad, so to speak, I'm, I still like her. And that's what I was worried about. I'm like, oh, no, does this mean she has to leave now? Is she going to get, like, a mental hospital or something? Yeah, I just really wish Sally was doing this as more of an F you than a I still want you. Like, I wish she was doing this as just a payback for Wyatt kissing Flo multiple times and then turning around and being like, oh, you had a promise with someone and that's worse. Like, his whole crap, all the stuff they put her through, 
I wish she was doing it as more of an F you than a, that she actually cares about Wyatt. I wish she didn't care about him anymore and she was just trying to ruin their lives for the fun of it. Oh, yeah. that I, I agree. That would be awesome because the part that I love the most is the fact that she's doing this to get at Flo. Like, she yeah. made a comment that Flo stole Wyatt from her with her lies and her manipulations. And that is true. She, Wyatt felt sorry for her because she was giving her baby up for adoption and then they got close. One thing led to another. So I see that she's like, she stole him from me with lies. So why shouldn't I be able to do that? Yeah. And I thought, all right, I'm behind it. Like, I, okay, I see the logic now. At first though, I was like, whoa, what is happening? But after she explained it, I was like, okay. I'm actually kind of behind this. Like I said, I'd be more behind it if she was doing it as a complete F you. But because she actually cares about Wyatt, I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't know. Why? What is it about Spencer men? What is it? It makes women go nuts. Like, it, the Spencer men make women lose their minds. I know. Brooke? Is oh. completely in love with Ridge, right? But yet she still kisses Bill. Yep. And, and Liam. Oh. Yeah. Liam and, I mean, Stephanie loses, Stephanie, uh, Steffi loses her mind when it comes to Liam. And so does Hope. And it's like, what is, why? Don't get me wrong. They're attractive men. I'm not saying they're not. But really? Yeah, it's just like the makeup breakup make oh I don't know. You have to choose. Like what? I don't never in my life. The choice is already made. Like, what are you talking about? To put make yourself yeah. an option. Like, it's no. No. But yeah, I wish Sally was doing it for more of an F you because her actually caring about Wyatt, like she's not gonna get him in the end. Because even if she does like you know, the logic of you did it, so I should be able to do it. It's not going to work in this scenario only because uh there's nobody that needs a body part from you to redeem yourself. So what are you going to do? You're only, doing, you're only doing the shady part. She she won him back over because she gave up a body part, girl. No one else needs anything, Sally. Right. Like, like, OK, who's going to need a body part now? Because that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, okay, you both did something wrong. You both lied. You both connived. But then Flo's redeeming quality is she gave Katie her her whatever, her guts. And so (laughs) Sally doesn't have anybody to give anything to. She's she's not going to be able. She doesn't have the redemption. So that's where she's messed up. My favorite part, I think, is when Sally was explaining everything and she made the best point because I know what's happening. I know I've been watching this show a long time and I know what's happening. They're trying to make us fall in love with Flo and feel sorry for her and, and just love her to death. Right. And Sally made the best point. She said, look, how come it's okay for her to keep a baby from her mother, lie about it for months, never tell the truth, right? Yep. And um, 
you know, just basically manipulate everyone. And now it's fine. Like, she just gets away with it. Why is that okay? And I'm like, thank you. I've been saying that for months. Yeah. I cannot just forget all the stuff Flo did because she gave gave Katie a kidney. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have forgave her either, but every that ain't going to push the storyline. Yeah, I know. I know. They want us to fall in love with Flo. I just don't know why I can't. I don't like her. I've never liked her. I still don't like her. You know what bothers me, I think, is I hate people who are, like, two-faced, right? I hate people that say one thing to your face, but then behind your back they say other stuff. And that's how I feel, like, with Flo. I don't know which one is the real Flo. Yeah. Is it, you know, like, is the Flo that lied and all that stuff? Or is the real Flo the one that we're seeing now? Because I don't know. (laughs) Because she came real willingly to L.A., not asking questions, still stayed, and, it, like, I don't know. If she likes a guy, she, she'll she put all morals, all everything aside. Ruthless. Ruthless, ruthless. But then wants to act innocent in the streets. And it's like, mm, no. No, no, no. Exactly. That's why I can't figure her out. Because... She did all this because she had feelings or she liked Reese, right? So she did all this stuff for him. And at some point, you don't stop and say, wait, this, you know, like, we're not going to a lawyer's office. This is all, like, this is kind of strange. I don't know about adoptions. So, you know, maybe Google it. And then another thing is, like, she threw the money on the floor when she was at, you remember when Reese came in and she like threw the money all over the floor in like a fit, like a little fit she was having, but yeah. she still kept the money, right? Like it fell all over the floor all dramatic, but when he left, I'm sure she picked it up, right? And used it. I mean, she's still staying in his house. And he didn't, it never showed him take the, like picking the money up and taking it. So yeah. she took the money for the baby even after she knew it wasn't legit. Yeah, and she's still living in his house because he said, like, oh, I paid the rent for whatever amount of time. She's still living there. She don't have she don't have no guilty conscience about living in the house paid for by the man who stole Hope's baby. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, so she don't care. Because wouldn't you want to get out of there? Wouldn't you want to not be in that house at all, have anything to do with him, wash your hands of the situation, and don't tell me she doesn't have money? Like, no, 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 no. I would live in a hotel. Live like the Avants. Go live in a hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah, they lived in a hotel forever. Yeah, That's but, true. you know, moving into your own place is, like, one of the hardest things to do on this show. Even grown-ass millionaires still have to live at their parents' house, apparently. And you know what's strange to me? And I guess you could say that it's a convenience thing because Brooke is right there. But it's kind of strange that Liam is super rich because he's a Spencer, right? And Hope is probably pretty rich because she has, you know, she's a forester, kind of. And they live in a tiny cabin, like, out back. In, in the yard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why did they not have a house? 
I know. Like, Liam was vice president of Spencer. He's telling me he doesn't have no money. Then he was actually running Spencer when they took it away from Bill because he lost his damn mind or whatever. Like, he had, like, one of those paychecks probably would set us up for, like, 20 years. Like, I know. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We're over here trying to live off a $1,200 stimulus check. And, like, it's full. I know. And he's, like, uh, Mr. Spencer. Yeah. Right. Like, that. And Ridge, too. Ridge going back to live at the Forrester Mansion. Like, um, excuse me, you're, like, the president of Forrester Creations. You can't get your, and then it's like, whatever happened to that apartment that had the bathtub in the living room? Oh, yeah, that was a cool apartment. Why doesn't he live there? And remember when he was with Caroline, not, not the old Caroline, the new Caroline, when he was with the young Caroline, they had an apartment. Remember, it was like an artist loft kind of type of apartment. Yes. I don't know what happened to that one either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I guess they can only have so many sets, though. Well, apparently not- they're still <laughs> using two of them from 1987. <laughs> yeah, true. What do you think about the Brooke Ridge Quinn photo download Donna whole situation? Because I can tell you I was very shocked that Donna didn't run over there and, like, knock the thing off of the counter. I would have walked by and pretended like my elbow hit it and knocked that sucker into the kitchen. She just stood there, like, shocked, you know? Yeah, well, nervous Donna, come on. She's She don't follow no plans. She just sits back. Um, Honestly, I feel like Eric should have... Eric should, okay, I'm back to not liking Eric in that way. Because at this moment. <laughs> wow, that was fast. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. No, well, the thing about it is Eric should have, like, Eric should have been more upset about it, I feel. That's what surprised me. I really thought Eric was going to, like, throw her out, do something, be, like, more upset about it. Since he has, like, expressed to her that this bothers him this animosity between her and Brooke and for her to deliberately not only ignore it but then to like connive and scheme after the fact like no he should I don't know how he doesn't see that Quinn is evil but at the same time Brooke needs to stop being around Bill run away thank you if he walks in the same room as you jump out the goddamn window lady like control your run run like she I can't with her anymore in that situation just like I like when I commented like if Katie goes back to it I can't feel bad for her anymore because obviously you get some kind of enjoyment out of the situation because you wouldn't keep doing it and then for Ridge to just turn around and run off with Shauna like no problem and that whole situation, too, is disgusting. Like, come on, Shauna. I mean, he, she did kind of say, like, I feel like you're still in love with Brooke. And he's like, oh, but I want to have a good night with you. And she's just like, okay. Like, ugh. Yes. Ugh. Thank you. I didn't know if it was just me, but I don't like it at all. I don't like Ooh. their relationship. If they would have done it different, maybe. But, like, they don't even know each other. And the whole time that they spend time together, they spend the whole time talking about 
Brooke or Thomas. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's no way that he can be in love with her. He's not. Right? He's not. And then, like, she has, like, no kind of self-worth. Like, me personally, I don't want to be punished for other people's crimes. So I'm not going to date someone when they're fresh out of a relationship, especially a relationship that involves children, has spanned over decades, has a history of makeup and breakup and everyone comes in and out of it, but these two always end up back together. Why would you even try, like, get into that? Like, why? You're not that special. You're not the special one that's going to actually make him break this habit, this addiction to each other that they have for the last how many years? Like, almost my whole life. This came out in 87. Very close to when I was born. We'll say that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not giving the exact day. I was going to say I was alive. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Shauna, for her to even get involved in it is crazy. Like, why would you think you're so spe- you're the special one that's going to break this habit? No. Why Brooke even bees in the same anywhere area near Bill is insane. Like, Quinn Quinn just, oh, I mean, I love Evil Quinn, too. I'm not going to lie. I love Evil Quinn. But I don't love that Evil Quinn is with Eric. If she was just being Evil Quinn off in her own little bubble doing her thing, that's fine. But because she's attached to Eric, it bothers me. And I'm just like, he needs to put his foot down. He needs to kick her out. He needs to do something. I was very shocked. I probably didn't. Um, say it enough on the episode that I put out, but I was very shocked. I expected him to have a huge reaction and be, and just go off on her and, and be like, look, I am not that kind of person. I would have never done that to the people I love. Like, I can't believe you did that. Like, I expected a huge reaction, but it was more of a, I'm really disappointed in you. Like, I'm I'm really shocked you would do that. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was like, now, now, Quinn, don't do that. Shame, shame. Okay, come upstairs. Like, what? But I don't know. Maybe Eric's, maybe Eric's over it. Maybe he's getting to the point where he's tired of all these, like, all the makeup and breakup between Rich and Brooke. And he's just like, Maybe deep down in, like, in the back of his mind just wants it to end. Even though, I mean, in the front he's always like, oh, family, family, family. But maybe he's like, you know what? Break up. But he doesn't want to, like, say it. Cause he, that could he, be part of it. Yeah, because, I mean, his reaction, like, he, he, it's like she didn't take out the trash or something. Like, he didn't really care. Yeah. And, and I was, I don't know, that just surprised me because Eric, of all people probably does understand this whole relationship between Brooke and Ridge because he had a very back and forth, like tumultuous relationship with Stephanie. Yeah. So there is some similarities between the two and he never got out, right? They ended up together. They were together when she died. Maybe it's best if he gets out now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. 
I thought his reaction was not appropriate. I thought it should have been more than that. Yeah. Even if it's just, I'm furious that you lied to my face. Like, I was expecting that at least. Because before they went to the party, she lied right to his face and said, oh, I'm so happy to be going to this party. I'm so happy for them. I wouldn't miss it for the world, you know? And I was like, she just lied right to his face. Yeah, but Eric isn't Wyatt where a lie is the worstest thing in the whole wide world. (laughs) Unless you're the one doing it. (laughs) Thank you. I was just going to say, oh, unless you're the one lying, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Eric's over it. Or maybe, you know, I mean, even Bill said that Quinn's wild in bed. So maybe Eric don't care. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, no. I was going to say he is Ridge's dad. Oh, burn, burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's see. We already know how you feel about Sally and Flo. And if you had to pick, who would you want Wyatt with? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess I would want him with Sally. Yeah, I would want him with Sally, but I don't want Sally with him. yeah exactly I wish they would bring Donna on more of a full time character yeah we need more Donna like I really thought that was going to go somewhere too when they had Donna come back and she was sharing the desk with Pam I thought she was going to make it for Eric Whatever happened to Pam's master plan to get Donna with Eric and get Quinn out of the picture? What happened? See what I mean? They do that. They'll start a good story. Like, that would have been so good. And then Pam could have stopped taking her medicine for a few days and do something crazy. And, like, her and Quinn could have had a war. Like, that would have been awesome. But then they just dropped it. Yeah, and then Donna disappeared. I'm like, bye, Donna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, nice seeing you for like a second. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess really she had to do a couple episodes so she can keep her uh, insurance through the <laughs> through the Actors Guild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Her, she's got to come in and work at the desk. Her insurance right. is almost up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope that Ridge comes to his senses because he always does this. He gets with someone else to hurt Brooke, right? Because oh. he knows it's going to hurt her. He flaunts the the relationship. It's like his rebound, right? And then eventually he'll start wanting Brooke back. And then the next thing you know, he's going to leave that chick for Brooke. He does it every time. And it's usually when Brooke is starting to get her head on straight and move on with her damn life. And then he has to come back and ruin it. Of course. As soon as he sees that she's a little bit happy, he's like, oh, no, uh-uh. She can't move on without me. <laughs> nope. She needs to be pining over me and crying and miserable. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like Ridge. Old Ridge is making me dislike our Ridge even more. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> right. 
I thought it would be fun to get a different, like, perspective on the characters. Who were they originally? Because the stories over Tom and all the things that have happened, like, shape their characters somewhat. But how were they, like, originally? It seems like Brooke is really sweet and kind of, like, naive. But, again, it's only been one week. So we have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. And that's a thing, too, like, maybe watching these are going to make me hate them more because it's just going to show me all the messiness. <laughs> like, I'm only under the illusion of the last, like, six, seven years of messy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. going to be interesting to see where these ones go. Yeah. I think it'll be really fun to cover it. Yeah. Let's just hope that we can find all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was looking when I couldn't find number five. I almost did it, but I didn't. Um, You can watch the old ones, too, on the CBS app, but I think you have to be, like, a memory thing of that one. But it does have, like, all of them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Hopefully YouTube won't fail us, and I don't have to do that. I know, right? Okay, so I think we covered everything. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Everyone be safe. I'm not going to tell you why to be safe, but you know it. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show with me and for helping me recap this first epic week. Of course. We'll be back. I'm not going to say the exact date or time or anything like that because... We haven't worked that out yet, to be honest. But we'll come back with week two. Yeah, six through ten. And I'll put the link to help you guys find it. And I guess that's all. So thank you so, so much for listening. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. tells me what to do or who to do it with. They're bold and they're beautiful. He uses women. He's a taker who wants what he can't have, and he doesn't care who gets hurt. Don't miss it this week.